Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. I'm Giovanni Brustano. You might know him from 106 and Park, renowned health educator Christopher Barnhill, and host of New York S&M Radio, Mimi Griffin. Hey. And this is season hey, how are you? <laughs> this is season two of Poplitz Radio. Welcome, you guys. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Listen. And Mimi, um, first, happy Easter <laughs> to everyone. And um, do you mind telling us about, um, I, I forgot about this, about the pastor that was trying to, um, they were trying to resurrect himself? Okay, for for my yes wig moment of the day. Okay, so he got in full garb, you know, crown of thorns, robes, um, shoulder length, Brazilian body wave, lace front and all, and was going to bury himself in a coffin and pop out three days later like he has risen. And then he got a little scared. He was like, wait, all right, maybe I'll just, um, I'm going to just play dead on this cot right here. We ain't going to close me in for three days. But um, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, what do we think about him <laughs> having to play Jesus in order to, I don't know. Couldn't he just, what happened when they used to just give four hour sermons on Easter Sunday? I don't, I don't know. Look, on I mean, the third day, that pastor would have been dead. Okay, that would have been a funeral. <laughs> um, I think it was, I mean, the theatrics that goes on in church is, is starting to become more like like Barnum and, and Bailey. It's becoming a circus. And it's like, just preach this, just preach the sermon without all of the antics, without all of the hoopla. Like, just give us the straight sermon without, and it don't take four or five hours to do it. Do you think all of them are sitting there for four or five hours listening to Jesus talk? No. See, this, two minutes to say it, you know, and, and dip. Why? People should go to seminary school. And these things always tend to happen in black churches. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I don't even know if any white church is doing this. I mean, if you actually learn how to be a pastor to begin with, they actually teach you about stupid things that you shouldn't do. Um, and one of them might be that, uh, that the church might not take to you closing yourself up in a casket. That's not very that's not very entertaining. You might want to rethink that one. Yeah, it's not in the Bible either. I mean, <laughs> exactly. not in the Bible. That, that you know. Oh, but I, why did he? Why did he start there? Why did he start at the crucifixion? Though he should have just started at the. Don't you just give us the whole thing from the time he was beaten, hung on the cross. Down. Oh yeah, that's that's much more that's much more entertaining. I mean, if we're going to go to the extent of the of the wig, and and speaking of which, um, yeah, tell us about this <laughs> this wig that he had on. What did he look like? Okay, so it was a center part, like I said, Brazilian body wave, but not quite because it was plastic style. It was about um, I don't know about shoulder length, and it was just you called the wig plastic. It was not 
human hair. It was not Malaysian. It was not Brazilian. It was not Cana Pla- Colon. Is is that human, by the way? Is it? No, it's not. Those are the show what I know. Okay. Those are the those are the um uh yeah, poetic justice braids that uh, okay. you, you know burn at the end. No, that's not human. And then and the wig, it had a nice little crown of thorns sitting on it, though. Hey. Oh, and look, listen, sidebar, I swear to God, I was 18 years old, and I think I was having my hair twisted for the first time. And I asked um, the stylist, I said, so, you know, I've seen people have their hair uh, twisted and they burn the ends. And she said, what? She said, that's, they do that with, with extensions. She said, are you trying to be like Michael Jackson and put your whole head up in flames? No, please do not ever convince someone to burn your hair. That, no, is not, that no. was the first time when I actually learned what that was. Um, that, that was a blonde moment, um, I admit. And I still don't know what that I, is. I have a little shortcut. <laughs> I wasn't very... Uh, you know, not very proud to. Uh, it was one of my proudest moments. So supposedly the hair is plastic, um, and you can burn the end of it to make it melt and not unravel. Right. So I don't um, know. <laughs> but I don't know. It wasn't the. It wasn't the hair made of wool at all. It was loose, blowing in the wind with the Beyonce fan in the background hair and. But have we ever followed that part of the scripture? I mean, about no, the, hair being, no, the hair being like no. wool? I don't. No. I don't think that we ever have. And also something that I don't think that we were following with this production um, was the wearing of foundation that makes you look like Ashy Larry. Like he had makeup on and everything. <laughs> I can't. It was, the foundation was too light. I, he had on funeral makeup. He really did. So he looked like Lil' Kim. He's oh, that's what <laughs> oh, that's shady. But you that's know what, though, somebody set her up. That's not you can't love somebody and let them do because this. Because she does. She do look like Jigsaw, though. She does look like Jigsaw. Oh God, <laughs> really? See, my thing is okay. I get with the first set of surgeries where she had work done, and then a little domestic. Then it was a corrective case. surgery to get stuff put back, and it was just. It was, yeah. becoming, it, was be, it was becoming Picasso at the end of the day. I couldn't figure out what the hell it was. Well, then she kept chipping away at her face, and she did the body, but then she went to jail and got fat again over the body surgery, and then that's how that she worked. out, and then she did no album, you know. I, I just can't, and then she wears the lace fronts and doesn't trim the part in the front that has the fake baby hair. I, I oh, yeah, because it's always a lot of it. Like, that kind of, that part always irritates me. I'm like, the wig is nice, but, you know, I know that the baby hair is supposed to make it look real, but why is it so damn much of it? They used to pick on Beyonce and her and her nappy baby hair Cause you're um, to, <laughs> back in the day. To, you know, depending on the size and shape of your face, trim that down. You're not supposed to just leave that on there. And she's just like... <laughs> Oh no, nah, my baby hair is is gonna blow in the wind and baby hair on it, it looks like she has no money. That's what it looks like. Uh, okay, I, I'll Can say we this. say something nice about her? Her baby's cute. Well, God help us. Thank God. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll say this. You know, I I love her. I think that she's. Um, I mean, she's no Kim. There's only one. I, I saw a meme uh, this morning that said this. Chick had 
Chanel bangs. Like, do you remember when she actually had Chanel drawn into her bangs or colored yeah. onto her bangs? That was like, so I, I'm not impressed by these uh, <laughs> by these young I'm girls. I'm not. Like, and I love Lil' Kim to the bone. I definitely do. I went out with some friends. I snuck and bought the hardcore album because I knew if I brought that home, my mom was not going to let that rock in the house. Oh no, well, you're you know, you know you're going to charm school. You, we're going to teach you, <laughs> bitch. We're going to teach you how to be a lady. How to be a damn woman. Because I knew if I was going to that album cover, I would have gotten in trouble. That album cover was a little too much. I just, well, I just need to wasn't. know what made her keep going after the first surgery. Some people get addicted <laughs> to it. I'm like, there's no... There's no nobody sticks you with a needle and you become addicted to surgery. What makes a, a plastic surgery addiction like? Well, um, Mimi, you know you're aware of my ratchet side, so you know that I am a huge fan of Kaya Shimon, and she had a song where she said, um, "She said, did all the men in your life tell you you was ugly, and you believed them, didn't you, dumb bitch?" <laughs> Well, somebody should have she told said her your face and, looked like you had a stroke. She, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, as because you know Kaya is just such a, you know, she's such a, a gorgeous woman herself that she can she can throw such vile shade. So my neck, my back, Kaya. <laughs> yes, the one and now, only Kaya, Kaya. And I am listen. I'm always smiling. Do you hear it ear to ear on this? <laughs> On this subject. No, and she and she's, just, <laughs> she's beautiful everywhere. Her neck, her back. I don't know if we can say the rest on the radio. Um, I know. Like I was running that through my head. <laughs> can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel, but you know what though? I admire that she is. She kind of says what she's gonna say and doesn't hold her tongue. I'm like that. I was raised. Kaya. I was raised. In a family full of women with no chill. Why do you sound like you are just oh. in total shock that we are like being nice to this woman? Why? Me? First of all, I mean, yes, you're like yes, Kaya. Yes. Like me, Kaya? Is it? Is there another one that for us to speak of? Well, I'm just shocked that he has more articles and music, and I'm just kind of like concerned. <laughs> well, and here's my thing. I don't. What I don't understand about Kaya is why she had. Well, she had those little couple of hits that you know we all love. That we all love. No, she. I mean, she did have a couple, some smaller ones now. Yeah, she had some smaller ones. What's that hit? Oh, that song with Janet Jackson. What was that dance? What was the dance? What was the dance song that she did? I don't remember that. It's like the K Wang, K Wang, K Wang with it. Ah, ah. Ah. No, I never heard that song before. No, I never heard that song. That must that must have came more like more like BET after dark or something because I never heard it. And then she has a song, you know, for for all of us women who regret some of our decisions. Snatch the cat back, which is like you know when you snatch the cat back. And I love her deep voice. Snatch the cat back. But wait a minute, so you're going to tell me there's no music that I have not heard of? Yeah, she's done that like... That sounds like irrelevant to like five hours. <laughs> Well, this, this is my take on this. And someone from um, the Ed Lovers show told me this years ago when I was carrying on about... <clears throat> and thank you for distracting me from my list of topics. It's a lot more fun, <laughs> I think. But um, 
I was talking about Latoya Luckett, and I think like I think she has a pretty voice. I love her music, and I was just listening on YouTube one day, and I said, "Hmm, she didn't sound so good here." And I played something else. I was like, "That must be a, a, an off day." And then maybe like the fifth or sixth video, I said, "You know, I really." I don't think that she's good live, and I was talking about no, this. No, she's not. She's, she's and the not. person, and the person from the Ella Lover show, it, it, you know, DM me, and she said that everyone is not an A-lister, and it's okay. Like that's just it. Um, so she's in her, she's in her lane. She's, you know, she does her music. It is what it is. She has the fans. People buy it. Um, but that's it, and that's the same way that I see Kaya. I feel like as long as you have fans, as long as there's someone who wants to hear what you're doing. Um, by all means, uh, right. by all means, keep it up. Definitely. I just don't know why. The thing I think that, that she made herself look irrelevant is after having those hits and, and even the smaller hits, she did that show. She did that reality show that with the upcoming rappers, and they were going to win this, like, $100,000 deal. How long ago was this? Because I think I, I had heard a little something. It was like early 2000s or something. Right? Oh, like, that's a long time ago. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like, not, well, not early, early, but it was like, it was around like 08. And I was just like, you're on VH1 for all the wrong reasons right now. Like, mm. I mean, uh, and Janet you know, Jackson was nice enough to give her an opportunity by releasing so excited after the next single, and it wasn't even a good song. But, and then she threw her under the bus with a new album. She missed another opportunity. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and I, I tell people it's it's a tough industry, just on all on all fronts. It is. Um, so you know, we don't know what necessarily has happened, what's transpired, um, you know, in these people's lives. I mean, even just like on on my level, like the story in my head, I I don't <laughs> I can't say, but um, you know, for a number of years, I didn't. You know, I was mostly in gospel, like out of high school. Um, I didn't want to be around a lot of entertainment people um, just based on their lifestyle, you know, um, and the fact that people are crazy. People are crazy. These people are completely crazy, period. Um, Tina Fey had said that recently. I mean, people take stuff to wake up in the morning. They take stuff to go to bed. They take things to stay awake, and then there's all the recreational, you know, and then this this is your minister of music. (laughs) that's a lot to 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 be around and at least for me at that time period you know like i've always taken religion seriously so um i'm like why are you doing this and um you, have, you, know, you know so i'm just saying i don't know what necessarily has happened in her career but um hey you know i'm, I'm still i'm still here for i'm still checking for miss checking for miss Shimon. But you know what? I hope that she continues to make music and does not add to those 14 mugshots that are floating around the Internet. Right? Oh, and they're amazing. They're all the album covers. <laughs> and they represent the album covers. I mean, she's like a part of Atlanta history that she chronicles um, hairstyles. For, I mean, she could be a beauty shop, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the style chart. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. But, you know, good luck to Miss Kaya Simone and, you know, get out there, do your thing. Um, I'm always in the market for more ratchet music, so. Yes, because the be ratchet there. that's coming out now, I'm, I'm in <laughs> love with it. I'm in love with it. I love it all. And I love it with Teddy Rap. Oh, I just love him. 
Me too. Me too. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm the type of person, it, and it's funny because people always, they, they kind of look at me and they don't, they don't expect the ratchet side. It's like all, you know, growing up, they see the nerd, you know, <laughs> and then I got older, you know, and they see the medical professional. Yay, we share like, that in common. You know, and I look, <laughs> you know, I, I dress semi-conservative when I'm out, but I like low-key am in the house having a twerk contest with my damn self in the mirror, blasting the ratchet music. I mean... I mean, we have to have some type of an outlet and some type of But that's kind of like me, too, because I, I get that, too, a lot, though. Like, people don't expect me to, like, like some music or, or maybe now I'm showing more of you don't have time. a conservative side, okay? Well, I'm just going to be honest. So don't, don't play us here. Do not play us. I'm like Sister Mary Clarence. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah? What's Which where? I was like, what's the system there? Which way? We haven't talked about that time for life. <laughs> okay. The main perception of myself is that I perceive people thinking that I'm a, a goody two shoe or very, you know, very, um, you know, just. And where was I? Where was I when this goody two shoeing was going on? <laughs> that's what I'm Which saying. Where? That's totally not me. It's social media that takes that. I'm rushing as fuck. <laughs> F bomb number one. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. When you hear this word, take a drink. <laughs> Not a shot, an entire drink on this beautiful Easter Sunday. Yes, he is risen. Now, speaking of Atlanta, um, Emory University, uh, the students there recently discovered that um, that someone had graffitied "Vote Donald Trump" all over campus. And um, to hear the way that they had, had gone on about it, you would have thought that they had went into convulsions, into cardiac arrest. Um, they complained, complained to the administration, and emergency funds have been released for them to receive therapy because they are traumatized, um, as they claim, uh, as they've claimed. Um, Mimi, you're from, or you lived in Atlanta. I know that you don't, you don't claim the city. Or I like to be I associated. As, I, I know, and that was just that was so pretentious. I don't. <laughs> I do not associate with such mongrels. Um, but you're from. I mean, you've been there. There, I go again. Uh-huh. How would you have felt if you had gone out of your door, say to Starbucks or something, and there was "Vote Trump 2016"? I mean, would would you call your area council member and say, "Oh my, you know"? Um, you know what? Check the CCTV. We must we must find the culprit. The student body president, I believe, said that we will find and we will deal with uh, this person. Here's my thing, and you know, even from going well, I went to college in New York, where I'm from, but college campuses have always been really, you know, they've been a huge political platform always and people have protests and sit-ins and signs and someone spray painted vote trump i mean get over it they're trump supporters okay at least they weren't like doing doing things like the people at his rally were and just snatching people and beating them up they just spray painted okay yeah it's vandalism all right you know if it was spray painted then maybe all right have have emergency funds released to clean it up but but it was counseling. It was done with chalk, and they were traumatized. Their words was 
trauma, and they need therapy. And I would love to find out how much money was being spent. I mean, excuse me. Devontae, that's a real concern. Like, seriously, I'm a little concerned. I'm concerned because Donald Trump is scaring white people now. So that's that's, that's something to be concerned about. So uh, hold on. I I forgot to check on this. Um, The demographics, you know, like, like what? I mean, is is it majority black? Is it is it majority Caucasian? Do you have a, an idea? I forgot to look that part out. Uh, yeah, idea? I was about to say Emory. Emory is a really hard school to get into, so I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know that it's not predominantly black. Okay. No, no, come on, now, come on. No, I have nothing to. I, you know, I I love my black people, but you don't ever see white people sweating talking about, I hope I get into this HBCU. Like, you don't. <laughs> I, hope really? I, get, I hope I get into Howard. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm super anti-Trump. And uh, I, think, I, think I, that can... was, I think that was wrong, stereotype, stereotypical voice. Sorry, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I was like, what? Didn't you do the whole slave? I hope you get in the house. <laughs> he did. He did. I kept quiet because I see that the wrong way. <laughs> but, but anyway, I, like, I want to get into Howard. That no, was but, my Courtney. <laughs> we'll say, um, we've got to get into Howard. <laughs> we'll say that Emory is a. It's a mixed crowd. And um, I feel I like, like I would say that there's a little, you know, there's a little bit of everybody on campus. And I don't know if it's because there are so many people from out of state that they're <laughs> shocked, but you're in Georgia, super Republican state, Bible Belt, South. I mean, are you surprised there's going to be some diehard Trump fans out? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know why it was traumatizing and why you needed therapy. But if you do need therapy, my brother still lives in Atlanta. He's a wonderful psychiatrist. I can give you his card. But this, you're doing too much. Like, I don't know. To me, it wasn't a mm. cause for needing I mean, psychotherapy. You know, I had said this before. Like, if you are bothered by chalk, which is going to wash away in the rain, by the way, I mean, if, if you're bothered by um, a, some markings telling people who to vote for, um, there are some Hillary signs, vote Hillary signs outside of my backyard here. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty goddamn disturbing. Where's my therapy? Exactly. And I think in the radio show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It is, just, it is disturbing me. I am bothered by it. And I'm afraid to go outside. But you know what? And there's so much, like, you, you've got to think about all that goes on, on campus, on college campuses, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, there's rape happening, male and female. There is gay bashing. There's all kinds of stuff where people can't are... go to the bathroom. They want to go to that too. It's exactly. Just, and it's like, but, but your emergency funds for therapy are going to people who can't just wash some chalk off of the wall. Oh, like, and by the way, you know, in, in the fourth grade, um, they marked someone circled the word penis in all of my books, and I came out perfectly fine. That didn't bother me. Um, so you can't go, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why. Some people probably say that's traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yeah. undermining my point, damn it. Um, or, or what about, you know, what about in the bathrooms, you know, like circling or, or the person who drew penises all over the wall and the the phone number of the class nerd? 
above yeah. it. You know, which may which may or may not have been me. And that's probably why it turned But seriously, oh, God. I think there are so many other things going on on college campuses that need, you know, the attention of, you know, mental health services that, you know, some, some – I mean, and, and, and Trump, is a, Trump is a very polarizing person, so I totally understand it, you know, about, okay. Um, and, and there's actually – they say that there's a – there is a um, a procedure to go through to go through to do graffiti. That's interesting, or or just the the chalk <laughs> drawings. Well, um, yeah. In sidebar, no one complained, or there was no national uh, outrage here, or national media attention when they drew Black Lives Matter on the on the ground. And you know what, my thing yeah. is. My thing is, like, whether you agree with Black Lives Matter or not, whether you agree with Trump or not, it's chalk. Wash it off. It's not like when, you know, I could, I could see if you're going to college every day. Let's say it's a mixed crowd. Say it's not even, say black people are the minority people on campus. And say you were at that campus where you walked outside of your room in the morning and there were nooses hanging. Okay, that's a little bit worse than Vote Trump 2016. And that's, that's what will be happening in terms of their office. I'm leaving that alone. There are parts of the country, like there are schools where students have reported um, instances of racism like that, and then the security cameras showed that a black person left their, their dorm room, hung a noose, took a picture, and sent it into the news, and then, of course, they got in trouble for it later. I mean, so then there are those people. Also, like I watched a student body president, he said that I'm glad that, you know, that this happened so that we can have this conversation and discuss this. I feel like this is a way to get onto television. I don't know why. What is this to discuss? Nationally, um, the chances of you graduating and getting a decent job these days um, are pretty slim compared. I mean, you're more likely to have astronomical student debt or student loan debt before you would have a good job these days. So if we're going to be getting outraged about something, let's be outraged about something that actually matters like that, or as you said about, um, you know, campus rape. Exactly. Or, I mean, if you're so mad about the chalk signs, like take your ass to the poll and vote for somebody else. Like, I don't know. It's just the chalk. And go put a bunch of water and wash it off your damn about, self. How about like um, <laughs> like the tuition too? Exactly. <laughs> you the wash it off. Though, go that out money could for soaking. Wash it off. Like I, I don't know. But can, can we can we just ask that back to the tuition? They have money to relieve for emergency funds for therapy, but the tuition keep going up because what? I don't get it. Exactly, and Emory is very expensive. Because my tuition went up at my school is 3.2%. It's important. I'm like, look, if you want me to have a college degree, then you need to pay for it yourself because I'm tired of picking out student loans and getting scholarships and still being able to uh, not be able to afford um, school where the school had a $200 million, $200 million um, uh, endowment. I just refused to buy into it. And then all people that I know that are graduating college and I have a better job than them, it's like, eh. The whole thing of getting a college degree uh, so you can so you can um, get a job is just starting to sound more like a fable. I, yeah. you know, I, uh, and you know, I've never been a politician, so what his college degree at? For to say he's studied law and politics, wow. he has qualified for the job. 
it's not necessarily a, a requirement. People's, uh, their preference for who they vote for um, varies. I mean, you know, you all were trying to elect Marion Barry's, um, his, uh, what is the name? What was the drug he was doing? Like LSD comes in, comes to mind. I can't think of it. Crack votes? No, his son. You know, his son had some serious drug charges. I can't think no, of what I was it about is. To say, yeah, his son was on. Some his son threw, like, His son went to a bank and threw a trash can at someone, and yet all these people were supporting him for office. So people's qualifications. It, it might have been PCP. Yeah, PCP. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know, you know. Also, you gotta realize the situation. Like his father just died, and one of his closest friends just died, which happened to be a friend Chris, of mine. So. I will come. I will come through this phone. Come through the phone, bro. Come through the phone. I'm sorry, both of my parents are dead. My best friend died when I was 21. I didn't binge uh-huh. on PCP. I'm sorry. Okay, well, so, thank you. Thank that's, you. That's, you, you that's, and that's, first that's, of all, he had this, no, no, he had this, he had this drug charge. I mean, he had the drug charges and all several years before. I mean, he, I'm, I'm referring to the, the trash can at the, at the uh, bank situation. I'm not really talking about his uh, drug My grandfather but. passed. I grew up with my grandparents. I did not yeah. become violent. Um, yeah, I have yeah. had multiple, I've had multiple career changes. I've had some traumatizing things that have occurred um, business-wise. I, you know, I, I didn't go punch anybody in the face. I didn't threaten anyone. I, yeah. There was a story um, that I was, and this caused me to be banned from Facebook for about 30 days. Because you got banned from Facebook? Multiple times. I've been banned. <laughs> I've been in Facebook jail. I'm like, a, this is like a revolving door. You had a probation officer? I know, I got I to I message him and ask him, am I supposed to check in with someone to see how I'm doing? I need to know. Am I close to going back in to the clink clink? But um, this this woman moved into a, a black area, a gentrifying neighborhood in, in D.C., Anacostia, which has generally always been known as the worst part. Well, now it's becoming an artist neighborhood. Anyway, this white woman moves in, and she said that a little black kid, 12-year-old, walks outside and shouted, um, get the F out of the neighborhood, stupid white bitch. And I had told her I felt bad that it happened to her and that, you know, the, the child shouldn't have done it. And lo and behold, the program director for the city's only independent station, React Radio, what is his name, uh, Imante, something like that. Um, I don't know if you know who that is, Chris. You should. I know React um, Radio, yeah. Kimani. Um, this man went on this, like, multiple-day rant saying how the little 12-year-old was um, – how institutionalized racism is what caused him to call her a stupid white bitch and that he was essentially justified in doing so. You know, the kid is hurting. He's watching his friends move. He's watching his neighborhood be dis- dismantled. And I was like, really? I mean, and, and then she said, it was a blizzard. And, you know, I get it. Maybe he's been cooped up in the house and, um, you know, th- that's why. First of all, outside curse now, strangers. I don't care who it is. My mom would have had all of my teeth on the ground. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, I would would, would be different with the opinion. I would say that 
that there is some truth to that. Now, now, the, the, his, now, what he did was it was it right? No, but the, it, there's still something to pay attention to. I mean, you live in a predominantly all black neighborhood, and you know that DC is changing with more, more white faces. Um, that can afford to live in the city. Prices are going up. Um, right. it's, it's, I mean, so it, it's, it's a lot of plays into that. So it caused it caused him to to say those words. I mean, I get it. And I, I get it, but it wasn't it wasn't right for him to just blurt out like that. Well, actually, who has just what's right and what's wrong anyway? That's how he felt. He expressed how he felt. Did he did he cause her harm in terms of physically? No. I think that if she had gone and popped him in the mouth, she would probably be justified. And then and then the mother will be crying about, oh, my baby was oh he was just so innocent. He was just the, 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 he was the, the nicest child. Mind you, he's outside cursing out strangers. D.C. public schools is the nation, nation's capital, has the lowest or one of the lowest school systems, number 47, 48. So if kids actually understood what was happening around them, um, to understand economics and understand gentrification, neighborhoods change, et cetera, and we, you have to deal with the changes. Um, then you wouldn't have such um, nasty remarks to make to um, to other people. She didn't do anything to him, and I don't think that she deserves to go outside and hear that, even from um, kids. Yeah, I do think, like I said, I, I think he, you know, there's every reason to be upset, but one, you know, I don't, I don't think for either side it's okay to go out and just yell out racial slurs and curse them out. And two, you know, what if the lady, white lady just moved there and she didn't know what the neighborhood was like. She just liked the apartment or whatever. And when they went to see it, you know, paid her deposit. And first thing she gets when she gets there is, get out of here, you stupid one. As if she was the one who caused the gentrification. You know what I'm saying? So I don't Yeah. it's like teach your kids what it's all about. So they're not just going around cursing out every like white person that they come across. Like, yeah. no, I mean, no, 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 no. First of all, teach your kids. Teach your kids. First of all, they're not learning um, the truth about their history anyway. So that's a start there. Something they're learning are through, the, through a white person's lens, and it's not always accurate. So while we may teach them that, they still mean they're meanwhile still living in neighborhoods where where poverty is high, crime is high, education is low. I mean, these kids are learning in environments where there's mold in the ceiling. Sharing books. I mean, the goal of a DC student is to, is to make it back home the same day. I mean, a lot of these kids don't, unfortunately, don't get to do that. So explaining to them gentrification isn't isn't just it's one approach among several other needed approaches. But you know what, though, and something that I say to parents everywhere, I don't care what school district that you're in, stop letting the teachers and the textbooks in your district be the only people who teach your child. Sure. Actually, it, it is your responsibility you to, to yeah. educate your child and to make sure that they um, grow up the correct way. I mean, one of my but friends... The, but the parents barely have... I mean, the parents... I mean, by the time the, the children are in high school, the parents and the child have the same level of education. So, hey... <laughs> Your, that, your child, it is your child, it is your responsibility, whether you had a third grade education or whatever. You know, my grandparents, I'm from Georgia. Um, I think they went from Georgia. They raised their kids up here, moved back to Georgia. I grew up there. I moved to D.C., I think, at 12 or 13. Um, with my grandparents, they had eight children. 
Um, and I want to say that, um, I mean, they raised all entrepreneurs in the family. Um, everyone's generally done well. Um, but I believe that they only made it up to um, elementary school. And many people uh, have done well in that age range, you know, the 70, 80-year-old <laughs> um, blacks from the South. Um, but it didn't stop them yeah. from raising their kids uh, the right way. They bought, bought multiple homes. They never had a used car. Um, and they taught us the way that they um, – wanted us to be taught yeah. and um I just went to school so I don't I don't of, think that that has to be an right an excuse. None of this none of this is saying that oh everyone's afforded the same opportunities in school. It we all know that that's not true. <clears throat> but you have to take it upon yourself as a parent to go in there. You want your kid to be raised a certain way, you want them to learn X Y and Z or you want them to learn as much as possible, get in there and teach them. Everybody has the same access to to research now that there's the internet and all types of you yeah. know you don't have to go check out books. You can do okay, all the things. Catalog? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I did that. All right, in elementary school. Oh my god! I did not. Card catalog. I did now not have internet until catalog. <laughs> and what would that certain age be? Hmm. Crazy. <laughs> I was about to say we're not far we're not far apart now. But um, um I remember when there was internet, so <laughs> Yes, I mean I didn't have Was that a read? I'm older than you, Javani. <laughs> By what a year? I, I mean I'm probably young, but I'm twenty eight, so yeah, No, but... I'm yeah, I'm nineteen eighty four. I'm up there. Oh yeah, you um two. Yeah, you by two years. Oh yeah. But, but um, I went, to, I mean, I didn't have internet until like the, the what, the, the seventh grade. Um, and high school, those, those air free uh, 1,000 minutes, I used to let those. My yeah. grandmother would, oh my you know, take the cord out from the kitchen phone, put it into the computer, and I had like two hours to do whatever I was doing and put it back. And my brother would come downstairs and try and sneak at a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> to right. get online, you pick up the phone and it's like, you know, there he is again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't you be tying up my phone line. <laughs> right, right. We all oh, remember there wasn't three way either? Oh my God. <laughs> no, Long time. Oh, yeah, it was just, you got it on and you, you heard that loud CNG noise. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it can go from anywhere from 30 seconds to 20 minutes waiting for it to come online. I'd just, be, I'd just be online and hear my mom from downstairs, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I didn't, I didn't have that much fun growing up. You know, we, there, was, there was no profanity I, at all. I think I got, I heard one profane word my entire time. Growing up, I think my grandmother, I got called a jackass. And, like, that was that was, that was about it. Oh, no, my grandparents um, also had no chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I had an English teacher um, in the house growing up. So, I mean, she pulled out the big words when it came to insulting. That hurts more than cursing somebody out. It does. 
Because then they're like, wait, hold on, I'm offended. Hold up, what does that mean? Right, right. 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 It's a compliment. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> wait, what? And I'm being, I'm actually going to see them for Easter dinner this uh, after the show. Um, I will never forget uh, my first Christmas on my own. I was 19. It was uh, exactly 10 years ago for Christmas. Um, I decided to have it in my own place. They asked me, "Was I coming?" And I said, "No, I'm having, I'm having dinner at my place." And he said, "Oh, so you're not, you're not going to come for dinner? You miserable, wretched bastard!" Oh, ooh, ooh, yes. I mean, for years, my friends used that um, <laughs> back <laughs> against me. Wretched. I mean, this was before the ratchet word came out. Yes. <laughs> Who uses that word? You know, the wretched bloke. Like that was an old school uh, Elizabethan English. Now I was about to say old school in Atlanta still uh, without wretched every once in a while. <laughs> now, um, uh, before we go, and again, thank you, Mimi, for um, I so did not want to go over my uh, my topic schedule today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cat Williams. Uh, in today's episode of uh, Crazy with uh, Comedian Cat Williams, the 42-year-old got into an epic knockdown drag-out fight with a 17-year-old and lost. So you know what that means. Um, you know who can come out and play? Uh, Meek Mill, the <laughs> rapper who lost not one, not two, what was it, four uh, rap beasts, including a PowerPoint presentation that was used yeah. against him on tour. I mean, it, it can't get any worse than that. How do you, how does somebody do a PowerPoint presentation of every meme made against you? <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. I mean, Dang. that's pretty much just, I mean, he hasn't tweeted or anything. Like, he's just vanished. He lost those, several of the, the rap battles with um, Drake. And then 50 Cent came. He went after him. 50 went and hired someone and Dang. had nine memes <laughs> by the end of the day. No, the same way he's building a house in Africa that he claims was is a, a joke or isn't his. The bankruptcy oh, laws okay. are going to be changed because of Hold on. Whoever, made, whoever made the memes is hilarious because did, did y'all see the alphabet chart? And there was A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, Meek Mill Space, M, N, O, P, like L. I was like, you know what? I can't. But I logged I off know. Facebook after I went on your page, Mimi, and saw, <laughs> um, I saw two two track runners, two track racers running, carrying the L in um, Meek Mill, <laughs> passing it to Cat Williams. I was what? like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the internet for the day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What are we thinking? Because I don't know if you all saw the clip where Cat got on stage and. He talked about what happened. First of all, <laughs> he was like, dude was my same size, which is true. We saw all of them. We saw that on video. He said the dude was standing there. He was the only little kid not playing. And he was standing there smoking a cigarette alongside Cat. So he thought, you know, you know, maybe 18, 19. I'm going behind beyond that time. That's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. So he said, yeah, maybe like 18, 19. And then he was like, that the, the little boy started, you know, being a sore loser when his team won. And Kat was taunting him a little bit, like, yeah, you know you can't win this game. And it's mm, he won that fight, though. He won that fight, though. 
No, but here's here's the here's the thing. He said, yeah, but he said he he said all he did was hit him real quick in the chest and be like, dude, don't you know? I thought he punched him in the face. I don't know. He hit him really quickly. It wasn't. I don't think it was in the face. But it was a really quick, like, he didn't even hit him hard. But he said that was just to be like, all right, dude, check your mouth really quick. And then the boy hit him. And then when he found out that he was one of the students, he didn't fight back. So I don't know mm. which story I believe. Because you know what they taught us growing up? You keep picking fights with people. You're going to meet your match. And there you go. He was a professional wrestler. Or, and, you know, at least he's and, done some actual wrestling. So, yeah, that's what he gets. Well, Kat, I mean, he's been bullying people all month. I mean, what, the five, the women that he held, um, that he and, held hostage? And, and he's, and Kat he's, Kat Williams, for real. And he's, yeah. and he's a, and he's a, he's a Marine, so I do believe that he might be crazy. You know, I, I didn't know that. I can't wholeheartedly say that the kid's story was believable either, because he just got on, you know, to, did this little blog interview, and he was like, oh, I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know why he hit me, and I just did what I had to do. Like, come on. Like, I saw the extended video of the fight, and mm. the little kid was squaring up to him for a long time before he hit him. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't just come off and act like, oh, little old me. First of all, why are you 15 or 17 or whatever? And you're in the seventh grade. Can we discuss that? Oh, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Hold on. Because that's what I forgot. Because, you know, I, I, I got confused with the stories. I remember hearing that he was fighting a seventh grader. And, you know, see, I, I was right. I could have kept that opening there. He was fighting a seventh grader. And then I had heard 17-year-old. Okay. So that's the story. Because I, I hope that's 17 in the seventh grade. Because, well, I... I heard the well. I heard fifteen years old or whatever, but then it but it was definitely the seventh grade. Like Cat Williams just stopped and he he was doing what he does. You know, when Cat Williams goes to visit a town, he always says, "Oh, bring you to the hood, whatever." And he stops and he chills with people. But I saw the extended video. It was seventh grader. So the you know the Washington Post has it reports of seventh grade. Just get GD. Just get just forget it. I mean, why bother? Like, what how old are you supposed to be? Twelve. In yeah. the seventh grade, really? Yeah. No, you know what? I, I admire him for for, for still going because at seventeen in seventh no. grade, I would have been no. too bad to go back. But he I, should be. Me. You should have some shame. You should be embarrassed to go back. And he needs to drop out and get a GED. My high school valedictorian had been through the twelfth grade three times, and parents were upset. It's like seriously. Like, at this yeah. point, he he went off of memory. Like, that's totally unfair. <laughs> I mean, and this kid is probably, he's probably going to be the valedictorian. He's, he said, he's probably going to graduate with a 4.5 GPA. He said, oh, boy, memorize the 12th grade. I can't. <laughs> I mean, and I remember, like, how upset I was sitting there. Like, this is, like, this is ridiculous. I mean, did yeah. you feel sorry for him? You've been in 12th grade three times, hell, give him valedictorian. <laughs> you, know, you know, while I don't condone him, you know, hitting the little boy or whatever, I don't, I don't believe the little boy either because I watched the whole fight video, not just the clip of him getting choked out. He did square up to him. He was a little, you know, talking back like badass little kid. 
Because the kid lost, to my understanding. That's where the trash talking went. The, the kid lost, and I believe Kelly Williams said yeah. that. He was like, yo, like, why are you talking like that? And the boy was like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I think said, that was Cat's side that I recall. Yeah. I got tired of reading he about said it. That he was, yeah, he <laughs> said that the little boy was actually standing there cursing him out like a grown you know, this was no. That's why I don't like sometimes the media. He didn't know the kid. The the other thing was he didn't know him. He said that they were driving down the. He was riding down the street. The police were tailing him. They got distracted. I think following the kids. So whatever the case was, he decided. Um, he was on his bike. He asked them, "Yo, where are you all going? They were playing soccer or whatever it was, football." And he decided to join them. So he didn't know them. I mean, if they were talking trash. I would have walked away. I mean, I, I don't Michael, know what you happened to, you to, live, live and to live and let live. The kid could have been a little badass, whatever. You he was a badass. That's why he started um, <laughs> cussing him out. I, I mean, a grown person as a kid. You didn't Here's have to sit there and, and, and take it. Here's my thing. Well, and challenge I, him back. Go ahead. I might have had to walk away because – what happened with the kid, like, the kid kept walking up into his face. And you know that thing where you get real close and you kind of, like, nudge the person with your shoulder and you're like, Portia yeah. Williams. That's how Portia Williams. Yeah. Portia Williams. Like, Portia Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta. At that point, I would have had to get back in my car because I would have been like, bike. okay, I'm about to fight somebody's <laughs> child. You know what I'm saying? I would have had to have some restraint. Let me get in the car before I fight somebody's child. Yeah, because us normal people, we have jobs, et cetera, to go back to. So, um, yeah. And, and I do actually work people. Well, I guess. Well, it hasn't stopped. It hasn't been stopping him recently. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why, and that's why he said that he didn't full-fledged fight the kid back because he said he was like, why are you squaring up with me? You know I'm in trouble with the law. I can't be out here doing that. Why do people do that? You know, you have to bring up your charges and everything. Okay, walk away before you get another one. But Mm. that's what I'm saying. I think that the little boy was like, oh, I'm going to hit him. He can't do anything. He's going to go back to jail. (laughs) Not knowing that Cam Williams got bail money. I mean, (laughs) You know, here's my experience with um, that type of stuff. Um, Christopher over here um, was has been politically active in, in this area that I've talked about, and I can't really I can't go over there because I, I can't I cannot deal with these people. Um, but oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I mean, you know, and I'm not I'm not afraid of anyone, but you know, believe me. But right. the things the things that come out of people's mouths and the way that they behave over there, they always want to fight. They always oh, want yeah, to fight. Yeah, and, people are, yeah. and you know, and people are telling me an elected official, um, Seegers is what this woman who ran against Marion Barry since 1991. Lady, can't you find something else to do with your life? Right. <laughs> so you know, she says, oh, you know, Bonnie's always talking, but every time he comes around, he's quiet. Why are you trying to get me to fight? She's like, he doesn't do anything. You are 60-some years, years old. Why are you trying to provoke me into a fight? Why? <laughs> and I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah this, this particular person we're talking about, I was trying to get involved with, and, you know, it was with really good intentions, but it was a nightmare. I don't, they asked me to support since then, and I'm like, no. 
<laughs> Why are you going to support someone who has no. lost consistently for the last 10 years? Why? 25 years. <laughs> no. That, that particular group, which I would not name, I, have, I just, oh, I would yeah, keep my yeah. distance. I mean, <laughs> and, getting it, and getting in my face, you know, with things like, all that shit you be talking yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, what's right. up? And I'm like, and this was in front of an elementary school, and I said, really, really, really. This this is what we're going to do. We just gonna fight me in front of in front of the school. You really? know, and I'm at, 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 at a political meeting. Really, that's how you feel. And they do this a lot. The the head of some other Democrat group, um, like I thought I was in mental health. Uh, I worked in mental health for a few years, um, in contracting there, and someone was jumping up and down, shouting and screaming, saying, this man, this white man came here from PG County, saying you know, he left office in Maryland and came to D.C. Because these people are entitled and feel like, you know, you need to, you have to have lived here forever, you know, before running for office. But he was jumping up and down, screaming, and I thought it was a, you know, I thought it was a PCP patient. I was like, okay, I guess the, the police and the, the paramedics are going to carry this person away. Lord and behold, this man is a, a leader of a, a Democrat group. I've told him about it later on Twitter. I was like, so you are actually an elected person carrying on this way. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, take your medication and maybe you <laughs> remember something. Yeah, I don't understand why it's why yeah, The political scene on, on my side of town is very, it, 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 it's, it's crazy. Like these people have been waiting for a long time for Marion Barry to die, they can come council member or whatever and it's it's it's, it's to the point I, mean, I, I love the passion that they have but it's still in so much anger and rage it's that it will people with good intentions that want to come and really help out get scared. I'm like shit I'm getting death threats. I'm like oh god I'm, I'm just I'm just doing public relations. <laughs> that that can't be healthy. Like uh, like uh, a sixty-year-old woman talking about, yeah, what's up? All right, you, you talking all that? But come on now. <laughs> oh wait a come minute, Mimi, I, I have to send you this video. Um, I love it. I um, was in corporate communications for a, a national union here, and um, there's this woman who I hated coming to her floor. I will not say her name, or should I? Um, <laughs> it's on the internet. Yeah, we right? Uh, no, we're live. It's it's no big deal. It's 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 okay. It's online. So uh, Mary Cuthbert, um, she <laughs> is in this meeting where um, she shouted something. I think she asked for the corn for the corn, whatever. And this eighteen nineteen year old was outside the door, and he told her to you know shut the f up, like he just said it. She gets up, this 70-year-old lady charges this kid across the room and gets in his face and shoves him and said. What you gonna do? Who you gonna who you gonna f with? Who you gonna fuck with? You gonna you gonna call? She said you gonna call. She said you gonna call. You gonna tell me to shut the f up? And yes, and, and him, look, he you know, he bucked he bucked on her, and the people got involved and they pulled him back and they said you better not hit that old lady. You better not hit her. I mean, you jump in somebody's face though. I don't know. See, and this is why I tell people not to. It is like I'm pressing charges. I'm pressing charges. I said on a on a seventy year old lady. Rip number one. Only a gay person would do something like. I don't see a straight person pressing charges on a seventy year old woman. (laughs) What? 
I don't. What does the gay thing have to do with it? it oh, because no, it's always the gay no. men who, who who feel that they're equal with women wanting to fight them. And she's 70. What is she going to do? No, I think I, I don't agree with that, Devon. I wouldn't even put that out there. I mean, I'm, you know, no. I, just I wouldn't. I mean, what is she going to do? I mean, unless she, um, the 70-year-old woman happens to be Tyler Perry in drag and pulls a gun out of her purse. <laughs> I don't really see. I mean, because, because you know, I'm surprised you don't have one in her purse already. She probably do, though. She probably do. Chris, this like, lady was was cited for not having a working phone in her office for like five years or something. So oh, come on now, how can you still receive a call to go work? Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> I probably doubt that she could afford the 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 um you know the license. But then again, who over there? Probably not many people over there probably have a, a legal gun to begin with. Mm. That's crazy, <laughs> crazy. But she shouldn't. You seventy bucking at people. Hasn't osteoporosis set in? You break your own damn bones, like trying to fight. I don't. Or rigor mortis. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Mm-mm. These these seventy-year-old women are fighting that because I have witnessed young children cursing out elderly people, and I'm like, yo. Like, if I would have did that when I was a kid, I would have my ass beat by the people that were standing around. That was just a no-no. And then when I was going to ass beat at home. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You got your I, ass beat by the adults that were standing outside. Okay. And they brought you to your mother who beat <laughs> And then all these people who came to this kid's, you know, defense for bucking on the old lady. And I was like... Well, anyway, I'll I'll just say this. I worked with her before, and she was a, she was a challenge. I admit because she just is. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's life. I, I mean, she never challenged me. I mean, I never got um charged by a seventy year old woman, and I can be a bit of a polarizing person. But yeah, I've never gotten. You know how run is. I have <laughs> never gotten into a fight with anyone. Many of these elected officials have police records and all over you know there what? for calling the police on each other and trying to beat each other up inside of these meetings. That is, that's a mess. Bonnie, you know what? I'm going to get you a t-shirt made and the front is going to say, who you finna try? And the back is going to say, bet it ain't me. Who <laughs> <laughs> bitch, it ain't me. you finna try? That's crazy. But, yeah, I don't, you know, I would have chalked it up to her being a crotchety old lady. I don't know that I would have either bust back or called police on her. It's it's a lot. Yeah, totally not. I mean, I can attend a meeting and, you know, probably be one of the most hated people there and, uh, yeah, not be threat, not not get into a a fist fight. And and lastly, before I go, Chris, there were two people, both of them were about 25 at the time. The chairman of ANC calls the police on someone. He comes in, he's like, have him removed. Um, <laughs> your friend, uh, uh, what is it, former chairman Gaston? He was like, oh. have, this person, have this person removed. And then, uh, you know, I guess the guy apologized. And then um, he was like, oh, it's okay, keep him there. So then later on, he gets, you know, he gets, he gets buck again. He says, I want to remove. And the police said, hey, make up your mind. 
Um, then they get into a fight. And then uh, Gaston wants to call the police. Green wants to go, you know, wants to call the police. And they say, hey, look, either I can lock both of you up or you act like this didn't happen. Look, that's and too much. Miss Griffin, this is why I cannot go over there. I just do not have the patience. And basically, at the end of the day, you all bark and scream about gentrification all you want while you all are fighting for scraps at the bottom because that's all they're doing. All they do is just tell people the city's not for black people. You know, there are no jobs for you all. We have to increase entitlements, et cetera. You have half-million-dollar homes being built next, next door to you. Okay, they're not going to tolerate your asses. Uh, <laughs> much longer. Um, so again, while you all are fighting at the bottom, they're going to be making their uh, their boss moves on the side, and all their little asses are going to be moved out to West Virginia somewhere. Oh shoot! <laughs> no, I, 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 oh, I can see the black light. Oh my goodness! I, I, I yeah, see the headlines now. Which is why I can't a hundred percent get with people who are like, oh, they're gentrifying the city. Let's go ahead and move out to, you know, name any other city on the map that doesn't cost as much. That's not how you, I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I don't go, I'm not going down without a fight. Okay. I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, I have, uh, I'm pretty sure I have plenty of things going against me, you know, Career-wise, economic-wise, it's a very um, DC is a very competitive area, which I always say. But at the end of the day, it's my responsibility to take care of myself, and you know, you do what you have to 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 make things work, to find where you fit, and I am able to do that without blaming, uh, um, you know, blaming insert ethnic group here. Because you see, you gotta have a hustle. Like you gotta have a niche. You gotta have a, a, a base of people that's in that in that in that same hustle in terms of like illegal hustles. Um, and that's Thank how you get put on. Like, Disclaimer: We do not promote illegal behavior here on Switch Radio. <laughs> but you you know what I'm saying? Like in DC, you have to you have to. Like, you just can't come here because, oh, I want to leave my small town. I'm tired. I want to come to D.C. You have to come to D.C. with a plan. This is a city about politics. It's about what do you do for them before it's who are you. Yeah. <laughs> and and I believe is. you deal with the same thing. Do you not, um, Mimi? I mean, you're in New York. I mean, so yeah, you're I, in. hundred percent. It's double. <laughs> my, yeah. And my whole thing is nobody, uh, well, um, unless you just have no quote-unquote hustle about yourself. Nobody here has one job or one single stream of income that they're just relying on. No, everybody has either a second job, you know, or they act or do something else on the side. They have some other way of bringing in money rather than just, you know, oh, I can't live on this wage that I'm getting. I got to leave. You can't, you know. And then when that town gets gentrified, then where are you going? You're just going to move to all 50 states, you know, <laughs> until you find the cheapest one? Like, You've no, got to try. That's all I say. I mean, don't be, ap- don't be apathetic. Okay, you know, at least you've got to at least, at least give it your all. And, and keep in mind that people, people get a lot of money here in D.C. to teach that, um, to promote that narrative of, um, of it being impossible for you. Um, based on your skin color. You don't have to buy into it. It doesn't have to be. 
And with that, I'm going to um, close off the show. Um, I appreciate you too. Um, today's show was brought to you by our parent company, VM3 Media, your source for communication and media consulting needs. I would like to thank Christopher for being on as well as... Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, as well as Mimi. Thanks. <laughs> thank you I for coming. <laughs> now, I messed up last week when I announced what my next show is. Um, I got my, my calendar mixed up. Um, next week, I get to be on with, um, as I described, two male Adonises, populist eye candy model Anthony Johns, who just signed a, to a new agency about a month after we covered him in New York, and a friend of mine of over 10 years, Devin Giddings, um, both in oh, New York okay. City. <laughs> well, great. All right, so until then, make sure you tune in. We are live every Sunday at 3 p.m. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs>